Welcome to Women in Venture Capital. I'm Roshvina, a student at Harvard Business School with prior experience in finance and more recently venture capital in Africa. And I'm Anvita, Harvard Business School class of 22. I've actively worked in VC and tech startup space. Our mission at Women in Venture Capital is simple. Increase the representation of women in the VC industry through awareness and engagement. So join us as we engage with women establishing their presence in VC. Our guest today is Brittany Walker. Brittany is a principal at CRB, one of the longest running VC funds investing in early stage tech startups for over 50 years. Prior to CRB, Brittany worked at Crosscut Ventures and the Dorm Room Fund while getting her MBA from Wharton. Previously, she worked as an operations and logistics manager at Uber and started her career at Deloitte Digital. Thank you so much for joining us, Brittany. It's a pleasure to have you. Yeah, excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. So we'll jump right in. Um, your career path, while I was reading your bio, seems to have one common theme, and that is tech. From business tech analysts at Deloitte to ops at Uber and now investing in tech startups. Can you share more about your passion for this space and your decision to pursue ops and then VC? Yeah, sure thing. Um, so I've actually always kind of had an innate interest in tech. I'm not actually sure where it comes from, but my mom actually works in tech. She's an enterprise architect um, for TJ Maxx now, and she's been you know, at companies like Sun Microsystems and Staples over the course of her career in a similar role. And so I think that you know, from just seeing her growing up as a role model, I think that that led to me having a pretty natural inclination uh, toward the space to the extent that, you know, I was taking stuff like image editing and front end web development as electives, uh, even going back to high school and kept up with some of that during college as well. I actually majored in information systems, uh, which was kind of what led me to my initial uh, joining Deloitte coming out of school. And I actually, while I was at Deloitte, tried to go over to uh, their Deloitte digital arm, uh, wound up spending a bunch of time there helping actually build mobile and web applications for clients. And so it was even on the more you know techie side of being a business technology analyst uh, at Deloitte relative to some of my peers. And a couple of years in that role, I was feeling you know just a little bit hamstrung, I guess, by some of the red tape uh, there. I was working for the federal government, which is you know maybe not the most technology forward uh, place. And so I started to look around for other roles that would give me the chance to still be learning about, you know, new technologies and have more of a continuous learning curve and, and continue kind of ascending that over time. Um, and so I came across VC and felt like it would be a great way for me to be able to have some of that variability and, and satisfy that curiosity while getting to be a part of, you know, supporting incredible people along their entrepreneurial journeys. And so I actually moved over to the ops side of things um, at Uber as a means of getting operating experience to be able to translate that to a career in VC. So that was kind of my intention from the get-go going into Uber and, you know, had an amazing experience there for a year and a half or so. And then, you know, did my MBA at Wharton and wound up joining CRV uh, in fall of 2020. So got to where I was <laughs> hoping to go um, going into Uber and have really kind of carried that passion Uh, for tech throughout this entire journey so far. Great. And that actually really um, flows well into my next question, which is why CRB? How does it feel to work at one of the longest running um, VC firms in the country? Yeah, you know, when I was recruiting out of Wharton, I was lucky enough to have multiple options to, to choose from. And 
A few things stuck out to me about CRV. Um, and the first is, you know, exactly what you mentioned that they've been around for a really long time. Um, for my first time full time role in venture, I felt like it would be really important to join a fund where I could feel fully confident that I was learning the tricks of the trade or, or whatever you want to call it from folks who had been doing it at a high level for you know a sustained period of time. Um, there are not that many funds to your point that have been able to stay up and running and stay relevant uh, for 50 years plus and kind of successfully execute that generational transition. And so I felt like the fact that CRV was still, you know, very much a relevant fund after so long was an indication that, you know, they had something good going for them and had had brought some good people around the table who knew what they were doing. Um, and so I wanted to make sure that I would have the opportunity to, to learn from people like that, who I could feel confident were good role models that I could kind of, you know, model myself after uh, as my first full-time role in VC. And I would say that it's very much lived up to that in the past two years that I've been here. I get to work really regularly with, you know, folks who've appeared on the Midas list, like my partner Max and, and Marat, um, and also my partner Sar and the consumer side, who have all been, you know, incredibly helpful to me and kind of uh, guiding me along my journey as I grow into this role uh, as a principal at CRV. And I'm so grateful for all their support and the support of the entire team around me. I can only imagine the community of of mentors and peers, not just because of longevity of the fund, but also having seen VC in probably so many different cycles um, and so many new technology waves. So that's that's really exciting. Have there been some projects uh, and or innovation themes that you've been excited about while working in the industry? Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, coming into CRV, I was focused on the B2B side. So, you know, only enterprise software. And within that, more recently in the past, like six to nine months or so, I've leaned even more into the software infrastructure side of things within enterprise, um, specifically on, on data infrastructure while I was at Uber, my role actually involved a lot of data analysis, uh, but it was really more from an end consumer perspective where I was, you know, getting the benefits of the data infrastructure that our data engineering teams had stood up. And I honestly am kicking myself now because I didn't look too much beyond my own analyses at the time to see, you know, what was powering all the data that we had at our fingertips under the hood. And so it's been pretty remarkable to see some of the companies now that actually have come out of projects that were built at Uber, you know, like, like Tecton and, and Temporal um, were originally developed as projects that Uber was using internally for our own use cases. And so, you know, and I think opportunities I'm excited to invest in, I'd love to have the chance to invest in similar startups that are kind of taking that infrastructure that they built at larger organizations like Uber and enabling every company to have access to some of these like best in class solutions uh, that they've created. And so, I'm really excited about the chance to lean into that more here. Great. And I'm going to switch gears a little bit with this next question. But I basically, while I was reading your bio, I read this snippet um, on the CRV website. Um, and it goes, talent is equally distributed, but opportunity isn't yet. Technology is ushering in a wave of new opportunities that are more accessible than ever before, especially for makers who have been overlooked or underestimated. So my question to you is, how strongly do you feel about that statement? And how do you think funds and people really can do a better job of equal distribution of opportunity when it comes to VC? And that can be hiring or funding. Yeah, I, you know, I really feel super, super strongly about it, um, particularly in terms of ensuring equal access to funding for women building 
enterprise companies, given that that's where I spend, you know, a lot of my time. And women are actually still severely underrepresented in founding enterprise companies. Only 2% or so of women start B2B companies compared to 13% of men, which is just pretty crazy. And so I think that we have a long way to go there on the enterprise side in particular. And I think that a big part of that gap is actually, you know, a representation problem. And we're thankfully starting to see that change now. There's a few amazing female CEOs that you can point to who have built really meaningful enterprise companies like Edith from LaunchDarkly, among others. And so I think that she and others like her are really paving the way for more women to hopefully be comfortable and want to start uh, companies on the B2B side of things. And along with that, I think that a key part of ensuring that women in these spaces get funding is having more female representation in VC as well, which I think is you know just starting to happen in the past couple of years. You're seeing more and more funds do things like announcing their job openings publicly, which is a significant step in the right direction. And there are also some great organizations that have just come up in the past few years, like AllRaise, who are really making a concerted effort to stand up a bunch of programs to support both female founders and funders. And outside of those programs, you know, I think that it's helpful or actually like necessary um, for both men and women who are in more senior roles in VC to be consciously acting as advocates to help bringing female junior investors up the ladder with them within the context of their firms. I think we've seen a lot of female investors, you know, spin out and start their own firms. And that's totally great. And I'm very supportive of that as a path. But I think that what we need to be ensuring is that we're not just helping female investors break into more established funds, but we're also helping, you know, kind of bring them up the ranks uh, in these established funds to be able to, you know, kind of take advantage of these more at scale platforms and really maximize the impact that we're able to have in terms of increasing the amount of funding available to female entrepreneurs. Absolutely. And um, I kind of see it like um, as a funnel where we're basically, at least in VC, we're just getting women in, you know, at associate levels and, and VP levels. And then usually that funnel kind of narrows down, especially for women. And we're just trying to broaden it up for, for VC. Um, and it's been the case for finance and, you know, banking consulting for a while now. And VC just being this very network heavy, small industry is taking a little bit of, uh, longer. Uh, but like you said, there are things happening. And it, it's funny, I didn't realize until you mentioned it, but yes, like publicly posting jobs, it doesn't seem like a huge thing, but it is when it's such a small industry and that has historically just not done it as much. Um, so that that's really great. Awesome. So just to wrap up this conversation, um, really curious, what advice would you have given your younger self trying to break into the industry? Yeah, honestly, I think I could have broken in even more quickly if I had been to willing to move to San Francisco back when I was still at Uber. And I know that that's a you know very contrarian take at the moment, but I really do think that there's something to be said for proactively immersing yourself in you know, the networks of folks who are building companies and who are entrepreneurial, whether that's in person in a city like San Francisco, which has historically kind of cultivated an environment that's supportive of that type of activity, or even online now, obviously, there's a lot that you can pick up uh, just from Twitter and from kind of proactively engaging in the conversation there. For my part, I would say, when I was first looking at getting into VC, I was not super tapped into the right networks and into Silicon Valley and all of that. I was, you know, over in DC still. And 
I think that actually is what made me turn to business school as a means of bootstrapping my network. And in hindsight, I think I, I probably could have achieved some of those same results by just proactively trying to get to know more folks, you know, via Twitter or otherwise, um, who were embedding themselves in those scenes and being able to learn from them and how they were doing it and really pulling myself up from my bootstraps. Um, and obviously I got to the same place in the end, which is great. Uh, but I think it could have been certainly a, a smoother path potentially um, than going to kind of business school in the middle um, of my operating experience and then, you know, going into VC after the fact. I will say that the part I think I got right and, and that I would recommend to others who are trying to break in is that you should try to do the job before you get the job. And for me, that meant doing a bunch of different VC internships, as well as joining dorm room fund, which is a student VC fund while I was at school. And those really helped me get on the ground investing experience that I think resonated a lot when I was recruiting for full-time venture. And so I would recommend to folks who are looking to break in, do whatever you can to start doing you know, the different aspects of the job, whether that's sourcing companies, helping out founders, working as part of you know, your student accelerator programs that might exist at the university that you're going to, really just try to get a feel for what it actually means to be a VC and demonstrate that you're able to do that while you're starting to have some of these early conversations with folks who you might want to join full time. And I think it will pay huge dividends when it comes time to make that leap. Absolutely. Um, I was also part of Pair VC my first year. So um, definitely encourage being part of one of those networks and communities just for the learning process. Um, Brittany, thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing all your thoughts with us. Amazing. Thank you so much. It was great to be here.